It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. A front will be moving through the region for today. I'm meteorologist Christian Johansson. We'll continue to see plenty of cloud coverage. A stray shower or two is possible in the morning hours. We'll see decreasing clouds as we head into the afternoon with our highs in the lower 70s. We'll continue to see decreasing clouds for tonight with our lows in the mid-40s. For Thursday, we'll see plenty of sunshine with our highs around 70 degrees. Cooler conditions coming in this weekend. 57 degrees in Danville, Roanoke, Bedford, Lynchburg, Salem, uh, 56 in Appomattox. Got some fog there. Pretty much rain everywhere. And uh, we're glad you're joining us here on the Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose, and we have some special guests in studio with us today. Of course, we've talked with Glenn Bobbitts before because uh, he kind of heads up the homesteading and uh, self-sufficiency group that's been doing a lot of workshops and a lot of sold-out workshops as well, haven't you? Uh, that's That's a good thing. People are really looking for this information. It's just something that families always have taught but have got away from mm-hmm. and now it's become more important again yeah it's very important of course i think the pandemic really uh let people know just how important being self-sufficient is uh one of the things that you have coming up here on november the 12th is a workshop that is an introduction to making natural remedies, learning the basics of using herbs, uh, making tinctures and salves. We've got uh, Jennifer uh, Traeger with us. Did I say? Troyer, I'm sorry. I can't even read my own writing. That's really sad. We're going to get you to work that microphone really close, Jennifer, uh, with us this morning. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about your background and your interest in uh, teaching people uh, about the importance of natural remedies. Um, so I, I'm pretty much self-taught. Mm-hmm. Um, got into it several years ago, mm-hmm. and have just been building on that. And um, a lot of people have been asking, "How do I do this? How do I do? You know, make this salve, make this tincture." So we just thought we would have a workshop to educate as many people as we can, because mm-hmm. um, it gets a little overwhelming when you get down that little rabbit hole of right. trying to figure it out yourself. So. And, and, do, and doing it one-on-one. And the other thing is, there's so much information yes. out there, and yes. some of it is good information, and some of it is not yeah. good information. You should always reference it against at least two references before you decide to use it that way. I have uh, a pup that got into a, a little bit of trouble a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Buddy had managed to uh, cut his paw, and of course, we did the whole veterinary thing and did the antibiotics and that kind of thing. But it was only after we treated that wound with manuka honey mm, that his his paw healed up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I'm sure manuka honey is is certainly in your arsenal i use mostly regular honey my mm-hmm. dad's a beekeeper so okay <laughs> yeah so you have that that access yeah, but manuka honey is really good stuff so honey in general yes. is is just a good product to have mm-hmm. what kind of of things will people be learning in this workshop so basically we're going to start with how to um gather your herbs dry them mm-hmm. store them and then also go over um how to do a tincture a salve and then a couple of the um, basic herbs that grow around here, like dandelion, mullein, um, wild lettuce, jewelweed. So many of the things that we use for, for natural remedies are things that grow naturally in this area. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are just weeds in your yard. Just weeds in your yard. They're growing in your yard. You just don't know that. 
you, and you don't know how to and identify you don't know them. How to process them? Because Jennifer's going to show you how to do that. And it's not like you have to traipse through two hundred, you know, miles of woods. Mm-hmm. More than likely, they're growing in your backyard or your neighbor's field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just gotta just gotta yeah, find it. There are more that you know, but a lot of people don't even realize that they have a lot of it in their kitchen spice cabinet. Basil, give us okay. oregano, uh-huh. cinnamon. Cinnamon's good for pain. Um, well, and and then uh, even things like turmeric. Turmeric's awesome. Yeah, there are a lot of things. It's that, good anti-inflammatory. Mm-hmm. It's good for arthritis. Right. So you talk about a tincture. Not everybody's going to know <laughs> what a tincture is. So uh, when it comes to a salve, they may understand right. a salve. But what is a tincture so for those who don't know? A tincture is taking the dried herb and then letting that sit in 80 proof or higher alcohol mm-hmm. for six to eight weeks to extract the compounds from the herb. And then you use, once you strain that out, that becomes your tincture. And that's what you use to treat your... And when we say alcohol, we're not talking about rubbing alcohol. Correct. I usually use vodka or right. brandy. Right. That's that's what is typically... I just want to be sure yeah, because, you know, so many people, they'll, they'll read something or they'll halfway read something. And you just want to make sure that... that if, if you use rubbing alcohol, it becomes a liniment and it's external use only. Mm-hmm. So a tincture would be internal and a liniment would be external. So in this class, you're going to be uh, ta- walking people through identifying the the products, the like what we would call weeds in our mm-hmm. in our backyard, but they're really helpful. Right, just a couple of them. Mm-hmm. You don't want to give them too many; it overwhelms them. Right, right. And uh, then how to make some of these items? The cost is twenty dollars per person. Correct. And uh, your class size is limited? Yeah, we're going to limit that to 35. All right. Uh, now, if something happens, you have more than that, and I suspect you may. Are you going to try to add another one then? Yeah, we'll roll over another class, uh, same way with all our previous classes that we've mm-hmm. had. I think we've had six. Um, we're going to start all over and, and redo all these classes again if, if it becomes necessary that we've got a huge gathering. We can surely schedule another one pretty quick. And uh, just do another class. What are the most popular uh, remedies that that you find yourself in in your own home using the most? Um, In our house, we use um, wild lettuce, cinnamon, and clove, and both of those are used for pain. Okay. My husband hasn't used Tylenol in probably four years. So you, you, sorry, wild lettuce. What do you do with wild? Is that for pain? It is for pain. Okay. And what do you do with that? Um, I make a tincture out of it. Okay. Um, Glenn just picks it off the stalk and eats it. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> Daniel Boone over here. That um, doesn't surprise me. We use um, elderberry syrup. Okay. Um, fire cider. Um, fire cider? Fire cider. Uh, it's an immune booster kind of thing. Okay. Um, I've never heard of fire cider. It sounds like something, you know, my naughty uncle might have been brewing in it's, the basement. There's no alcohol in it. It's an apple cider vinegar base. Oh, okay. So it's actually a ferment. Gotcha. And you use it that way. Um, I have an all-purpose salve that we use on just about everything. Bug bites, cuts. Okay. So those are probably the ones that we use most frequently. Huh. All right. Very fire interesting. Fire cider and fire water are two different things. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're telling on me now. <laughs> don't don't tell me too much. If somebody wants to sign up for this, what's the best way for them to do that? They could email us at homesteading underscore self sufficiency at yahoo.com 
or they can send a message on the Facebook page. All right, I'm going to put a link to this on our um, on our Facebook page. Uh, it's twenty dollars. And is there anything they need to bring with them to be prepared for, um, or just just a notebook? Notebook if they want to take notes. Okay. All right. Well, we're excited about this. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, Jennifer, to to talk about some of the things that that we need to know about to be more self sufficient and to take care of ourselves without putting chemicals into our bodies and uh, it's interesting that you say there's so many things just sitting in our spice cabinet that we don't even realize that you could use that we could we could use so go to our facebook page and uh, you're going to find a link that you can just click and you can talk to jennifer through that link many of you have already or you can uh you can send in some information that way uh what other workshops do you have coming up glenn uh at the, at the moment we're, we have all the holidays coming up so we're probably going to s- start planning for uh the, the spring gardenings coming up so we'll have a soils class coming up uh but we're probably going to wait till the first part of the year so people can get through all the holidays um if they if they have a suggested class if we can work something in and they need the information, we'll get it to them and we'll t- put the class together for them. But now's the time for them to start sharing that information Correct. with you. Uh, if there is a class that you're interested in them holding, a topic that you're interested in, you can uh, text that to me. I'll make sure Glenn gets the message, 434-248-0704. I, I think this, this class that you're doing uh, – is a really exciting one because uh, this introduction to making natural remedies using the basic of herbs and making tinctures and salves it's coming on november 12th it'll be from 9 a.m until 12 noon at lindan heights ruritan club that's 2360 english tavern road the cost is only 20 dollars per person and we have all the information on uh, uh, facebook if you go to the morning line facebook page you'll find that i've put a link right there Uh, jennifer glenn thanks for joining us this morning we really appreciate it we're going to be back we're going to be talking about five things you can do to keep yourself healthy during the cold and flu season and we'll be back with more of your uh, your national headlines as well here on the morning jam thanks for joining us Jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Everybody, let's get into it. Get started. The Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. Well, we are getting it started this morning on the Morning Jam, talking with uh, Glenn Bobbitt's Jennifer, uh, getting us more in tune with uh, nature as far as taking care of ourselves. Of course, we are headed into cold and flu season. Uh, Some would say it's already in full mode here. A lot of people have already been dealing with the flu. We've been talking about the RSV that's been uh, going on with our our younger children. There are lots of ways you can boost your immunity, so hopefully you're not going to have to deal with some of these needed remedies. Here are a few tips 
that you can incorporate into your your daily routine i mentioned a little bit ago about the manuka honey uh it is as delicious as it is powerful it is a little different from traditional honey um it is a, definitely a, a superfood. it has trace amounts of enzymes amino acids b vitamins c vitamins minerals and antioxidants these are be- very beneficial to your immune system uh empowering everyday wellness aiding in better digestion and providing a natural source of a daily energy boost not all honey is created equal for sure um when you start building your arsenal of uh, immune boost boosting therapeutic remedies consider adding a raw and authentic manuka honey um but if you can have access to real local honey that's even more important and i'm very blessed to have uh, access to that as a matter of fact uh, i have a my buddy tim has some waiting for me right now but honey making that a regular part of your day could really make a difference rethink what's on your plate your fall and winter menus always include uh, a few key ingredients or at least they should known for immune boosting properties Uh, Greek yogurt, oranges, uh, wild salmon uh, in China, dark chocolate. uh, Greek yogurt contains your probiotics. uh, probiotics. Uh, Again, you want to make sure you get a really good one. Greek yogurt is kind of one of those catchphrases now. A lot of people are putting it out there. That doesn't mean that all of them are created equal. So you just want to make sure that uh, you get one that has the probiotics in it. Uh, oranges are always a fantastic pick-me-up they've got tons of vitamin c in them a salmon has the omega-3 fatty acids that can help reduce inflammation we were also talking about turmeric how good that is uh, with reducing inflammation if i have a lot of joint pain i have you know some pure turmeric capsules that i will take and i will tell you it absolutely uh, does work when it comes to uh, unsweetened dark chocolate that has been known along with in China to shorten the duration of colds and will help you bounce back a little bit quicker so keep that in mind they say practicing mindfulness and meditation if you're a believer uh, being in prayer and having that time in the word can really do a lot to uh, reduce cortisol in your body Uh, Chronic stress really takes its toll. It suppresses your immune system. It can leave you more susceptible to catching colds or flu. And so fall is the perfect time to work in more walks uh, and even try some of the meditation apps that are really good. Take a holistic approach to healing. That's why we had the interview that we had just a few minutes ago. Uh, There are also things like Uh, massages that you can have red light therapy a lot of your gyms i know 24-hour fitness they have the red light therapy that's a part of their membership Uh, they have lymphatic massages that you can uh, take advantage of as well uh, that can probably help when it comes to staying healthy during your um during your the the fall cold and flu season i'm getting some texts wanting to know where you can find the honey pretty much any uh, Whole Foods is going to have access to that honey uh, if you're wanting to try the Manuka honey specifically or just find a local supplier of local honey. That can make a huge difference as well. They even sell the Manuka honey online. You can find it pretty easily and get it uh, and get it turned around. Like I say, I keep it and will forever keep it now because of what I had happen 
with uh, with Buddy's Paw. Apparently, my son, who uh, works as a vet tech, um, he says they use a lot of honey in scrubs for wound care. So it's it's kind of a miracle food, I would say, for sure. So you can can kind of keep that uh, keep that in in the the cabinet to to have when you need it. Uh, Texas has alleged that uh, serial killers' victims' families are are pushing for a death penalty. Uh, Billy Chimiri has been convicted in two capital murder cases and was sentenced to life in a Texas prison, but a Collin County prosecutor could seek the death penalty in nine more open cases. Now, that's a big difference from what we've been seeing in the headlines where they seem to be wanting to let everybody go. That was one of the big talking points with the Fetterman-Oz debate is is Fetterman thinks that, you know, they need to be let go. That was his number one. He actually said that, that that was his number one priority. Uh, Not the case, certainly, in Texas. Marilyn Bixler celebrated her 90th birthday in August of 2017 and was enjoying her first vacation outside the United States by toasting over um, the next decade of her life over strawberry margaritas. Two weeks later, this guy allegedly broke into her apartment in a retirement community in Frisco, Texas, and smothered her before fleeing with her jewelry. That's pretty pathetic. It was a pattern that played out in the Dallas-Fort Worth area from 2016 to 2018 with the accused serial killer racking up 22 murder indictments for preying on vulnerable senior citizens. He's been convicted in two of the cases and was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. The families of the other victims are now left wondering how he was able to get away with the brutal murders for so long. And they're very uncomfortable with the fact that as it currently stands, one of the most notorious serial killers in American history will spend the rest of his life behind bars instead of getting the death penalty. What do you think about this? 866-916-3776. It seems like the only lives that people are fighting for in america right now are murderers i mean people will get up there and they'll hold up signs fighting against the death penalty and they're the same people that'll hold up signs saying that you know they're ruth's revenge wanting the right to murder babies who are innocent who haven't hurt anybody bixler's daughter wasn't immediately clear that her mother was murdered when she found her on the floor in 2017. She said it took her a moment to figure it out. There weren't any glaring sides of trauma. She says she wants to see the death penalty. As I'm sitting at, 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 at this appointment, I have no idea um, what that this man was a serial killer. And she says she's horrified but it's all beginning to make sense now. And he got by with this forever. I've never heard of this guy. I'm not sure why I haven't heard of him, but I've never heard of him. This is the first time I've seen his photo. Uh, he's a black man, which is unusual. You don't you don't have a lot of, or at least you don't hear of a lot of, of black serial killers. But he has been convicted in two, charged with nine others, 
all in the same general vicinity. And they're just going to let him live out his life on, on death row. This is a man that's preyed on our most vulnerable, trusting generation. And they were all women, most of them widows, and they thought they were living in safe, nice places. How did he get in to these senior living places, I wonder? Most of them were in their 80s. I don't know. Just don't know. We've got uh, WDBJ7 on the way very shortly. Going to be taking a look at some headlines for Roanoke, Lynchburg, and the uh, surrounding areas. Some of those topics that they're going to be talking about this morning uh, includes a story out of the Vinton area. Kimberly McBroom will talk about a three-hour barricade incident that took place there. She'll also cover a story out of Franklin County where state police and officials are looking for a man who has Alzheimer's. And uh, then a man from Big Stone Gap is facing some federal charges in connection with the murder of uh, uh, Michael Chandler. So we'll take a look at that story coming up in just a little bit. Also, no winner has been declared during Monday's Powerball drawing. That means the expected jackpot is up to $700 million. We're good. Yeah, so you can still, here's your chance. You haven't missed your chance yet. You got till what, Friday? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so we'll talk about that. $700 million. That's a lot. Text us my uh, lottery numbers, and I will use those. And that's what you're going to use? All right. How about that? Uh, we also have a story. It, it's a sad story, but it is an opportunity for you to, to help. The friends of the Bedford Animal Shelter are asking for help towards the medical expenses of a dog that was rescued after being attacked by a bear. So, Maggie has got some extensive injuries and... and uh, but she has made it, but she's going to need some more surgery done. So we'll tell the story of Maggie coming up as well. Thanks so much for joining us on the Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose. Trace sitting in uh, behind the board there. We appreciate that. And we thank you for listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network. It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. A front will be moving through the region for today. I'm meteorologist Christian Johansson. We'll continue to see plenty of cloud coverage. A stray shower or two is possible in the morning hours. We'll see decreasing clouds as we head into the afternoon with our highs in the lower 70s. We'll continue to see decreasing clouds for tonight with our lows in the mid-40s. For Thursday, we'll see plenty of sunshine with our highs around 70 degrees. Cooler conditions coming in this weekend. And currently, we have 57 degrees now in Salem and Roanoke, 58 in Danville, 57 in Bedford, 57 in Lynchburg, and 56 in Appomattox. Uh, Quite a bit of drizzle throughout the area and uh, some fog in some areas. So just be aware of that as you're out and about this morning. 
Well, if you'd like to donate and help out the Friends of the Bedford County Animal Shelter, they are asking for your help. They're taking donations towards a medical expense of a dog that was rescued after being attacked by a bear. Her name is Maggie. She suffered extensive injuries and was in pretty bad shape when she was brought to Riverside Veterinary Hospital by Animal Control. Uh, She was in such bad shape, they didn't know if she would make it. Since entering the hospital about two weeks ago, uh, Maggie has started started to recover and things are are going nicely the hound mix who is about two or three years old was treated for large wounds and uh, was covered in parasites they say that because of her treatment uh, being extensive she's built up some hefty bills with a generous discount it's uh, a couple of thousand dollars with all the wound cleaning and sedation that she's had to have uh, Everson added that every year the organization spends between ninety and a hundred thousand dollars on medical bills for the animals that they take in, and the organization is run solely on donations from the community. The folks at the shelter want to remind you of that. Although there's no leash law, it can be very dangerous to let your pets roam freely, especially this time of year. Uh, they can be hit by cars. They can get into livestock, bite or bitten. Uh, if they're not spayed or neutered, they could contribute to the overpopulation population and they remind you that the shelter is overrun with animals that need homes and they ask for your assistance in the form of volunteering fostering or adoption is always appreciated and if you're interested in making a monetary donation that's super easy to do online attorney general jason Miaris spoke at liberty university's second annual law enforcement appreciation lunch that was yesterday he did touch on Operation Ceasefire, which Lynchburg being one of the cities listed under Operation Ceasefire. We talked a little bit about that program the other day. It is a program that is aimed at decreasing gun violence. He wants to, as mentioned, reduce violence, lower gang activity, and protect those who are willing to testify against violent repeat offenders. Uh, Lynchburg is one of those 13 cities, as mentioned, and Miar states that it's based off the increased crime and drugs. Um... There is no understanding of how the Lynchburg Police Department will have Operation Ceasefire impact their jobs, but they do plan to meet with the Attorney General's office how to implement the program in the near future. A big influx, there, he uh, Miara stated, was meth and fentanyl, and so he, he mentioned how it's crossing the southern border and coming into the city of Lynchburg. Well, no winner was declared during Monday's Powerball drawing, bringing the expected jackpot up to $700 million. One Texas ticket matched five of the numbers. They won a million dollars. If you missed it, the numbers were 18, 23, 35, 45, 54, and Powerball 16. The next drawing is going to be held Wednesday. A lucky winner will have a chance to claim the fifth largest jackpot in Powerball history. So I got to do it today. Evidently. We got any numbers yet? You know I don't keep track with this kind of things you got any numbers yet yes three okay i'll write that down <laughs> got four more to go <laughs> there you go okay. keep them coming well the uh budweiser clydesdales are coming to the uh tri-state area on december 1st if you haven't had a chance to see the clydesdale we've had them twice in the lynchburg area i know they've been in roanoke as well uh, they're going to make several appearances, including at the Johnson City Bristol Christmas Parades. The eight-horse hitch will be harnessed and hitched to the famous Red Beer Wagon for the Bristol Christmas Parade on December the 1st. 
on Saturday, December the 3rd, they will participate in the Johnson City Christmas Parade, which will be pretty close by. Additionally, there will be a one-horse show at the Food City, or as they say there, Food City. That's how they say it there. Uh, On Franklin Road in Johnson City, and another one-horse show held on Sunday at the Ingalls, located on Jackson Boulevard in Jonesboro. So, the Clydesdales are coming. I love them so much. Some of my favorite Super Bowl ads from the Clydesdales. Yeah? That's that's how I really remember them. I think they were in... I don't... I think I've seen them before. Honestly, can't remember. But... You would probably remember. They're huge. They're just huge. I thought maybe one year, like I would. I've done the Richmond Christmas Parade a couple times. Like walked in it with Mm -hmm. uh, my mom's work, Mm -hmm. and um, I I believe they've been in it. So I've seen them there. Yeah. So it's they're a sight to behold, no doubt about that. Uh, Yesterday we were very fortunate to have Governor Glenn Youngkin on the program. If you were not able to to catch that interview, I encourage you to go on SoundCloud and check it out. Uh, We had him on around 7.50 yesterday morning. Of course, he was talking about the the report card that showed declining student test scores. And, of course, he's not happy about it. None of us are happy about it. He gave us a lot of great information to remember, including a website, schoolhouse.world, where parents are going to be able to go and get help for their children. It's also a place where you can go and become a tutor for children there. Following those uh, test scores, Governor Yunkin also said school systems need to get moving on those unspent federal COVID relief funds. That's what they were meant for to address learning loss. He says, I'm calling on local school divisions to get going. You have nearly $2 billion in remaining federal recovery funds that could be spent on providing learning recovery efforts. He says he's now directing the state superintendent to require all Virginia school systems to update those spending plans for those funds by December 31st. He also called out Fairfax County Public Schools specifically in addition to school systems in Richmond, Virginia Beach, and Norfolk. Fairfax County Public Schools, you have $177 million left, he said. The money's in the bank. It needs to be spent on things that will get our kids back on track. That's why the money was given to you. Put it to work. Fairfax County Public Schools is the largest school system in Virginia, more than 180,000 students. The governor's criticism came as the Washington Post reported school districts across the country have been slow to spend their allocations in the latest round of COVID relief funds. But the Virginia Education Association defended the school systems, saying they're being very intentional about how they spend their money. I think that's important. They need, you know, they need to spend it carefully, but time's a wasting. Still use it. You need to, you need to use it, and more importantly, you need to use it on getting them on track, not on new bathrooms, not on CRT, not on any of that mess, but on getting them back on track. Um, they, uh, again, the governor is saying that they're not 
getting on track quickly enough. The president of the Virginia Education Association says, I wouldn't say they're not spending their funds fast enough. I would say they're trying to be intentional. They understand the needs of the community and they understand the needs of educators. Um, I give I think they're being good stewards over the funds that have been given to them and doing the right thing. Well, there is a, there is a very fine line there. Uh, FCPS said the recent spending update is, uh, or they're giving examples of how the funds are being spent from free online tutoring to new classroom resources, academic services like tutoring, after-school programs, summer learning programs. That's good. Multilingual engagement to ensure all families are informed about their students in the schools. All right. Support for students' social-emotional needs, such as counselors, psychologists, social workers, and family liaisons. And then professional development for our teachers and staff to ensure schools are warming, are, are welcoming and culturally responsive to all students, families, and employees. Now we're getting into some gray areas there. That sounds like they're spinning. Well, one way bit. you could spend the money, which I think is an issue, is probably give teachers, incentivize teachers to, I know, stay teaching and, well, you and know, find we, teachers. We talked with, uh, with Marco, and he's been doing some... Some training, and he says when he's meeting with current teachers right now that they just seemed completely overwhelmed and burned out. Yeah, I mean, that's dangerous. It is. I think the way that, you know, I wonder if they're inheriting students that are just so far behind that they have to, they're not even ready. Things like three or four times, and that's just because they're not even ready to be in the grade that they're in. I, I think that's probably part of the problem, no doubt about that. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on the Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They're located on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day. They also do such a great job at making sure your pantry is all stocked up. I went by this week, stocked up on my Dukes, stocked up on my Formula L. Uh, they also have a great variety of like dried beans herbs spices things like that their prices cannot be beat they're also taking uh orders now for company turkeys and hams todd ramsey you can reach out to him directly at 434-846-7448 and he can take care of that order for you today's recipe is one perfect for a rainy fall day like we're having today it's a super flavorful mexican inspired pinto bean soup this is not just pinto beans and cornbread this is definitely uh, a soup that i think your whole family will enjoy even kids love it because it kind of reminds them a little bit of refried beans you're going to start by heating oil in a large pot adding in your onions sauteing that down then you're going to add a 14 ounce can of fire roasted tomatoes that really is going to give you the flavor you want so make sure you get the fire roasted ones then you're going to put in three garlic cloves minced two small carrots peeled and diced and then a medium potato peeled and diced as well cook that for just a couple of minutes putting your uh, vegetable broth you're also going to add in a teaspoon of oregano a teaspoon of ground cinnamon and smoked paprika a hearty little dose of red pepper flakes two bay leaves and you're also going to add in two 14 ounce cans of pinto beans drained and rinsed 
I'll let that cook down uh, for about 10 minutes until the veggies are all softened and good to go. And then you can either take an immersion blender or you can just take half of your soup out and uh, blend it in a blender. But that's what's going to thicken it up nicely. Uh, then you get your texture right by um, either cooking it down a little more or you can add some broth if it's too thick for you. Uh, serve it up over some rice. Add some fresh herbs to it. Maybe serve it with a side of cornbread or some tortilla chips. It's really delicious. It's a super affordable meal, and it's good for you, too. Check out that recipe by going to Facebook. Type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share. Brought to you by F&L Market, where their meats are cut above. The definition of the word jam. To pack something tightly. A machine seizing or becoming stuck. A sweet preserve made from fruit. A common sense radio talk show. The Morning Jam. I come from a long line of Southern cooks, and one thing my mama always told me was ingredients matter. That's why I trust the experienced butchers at F&L Market, Lynchburg's only locally and family-owned independent grocery store. Their staff cuts and grinds fresh meats daily and will offer you the personal service you desire for everyday meals or special occasions. This week at F&L Market, save on family-packed ground beef, $2.98 a pound and ground fresh. Bottom round roast are $4.98 a pound. Whole boneless ribeye sliced for free are $6.98 a pound. Save on family pack pork chops, $2.79 a pound. And family pack pork ribs are $1.59 a pound. Be a VIP Savings Club member by texting FL Market to 833-605-1804. Stop by FL Market today, 2517 Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg. Their meat is a cut above. The Morning Jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Well, if you're having trouble getting through on the line, we've been having phone issues this morning. I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know either. Did you break it? I, I don't think I did. I Maybe it's this phone itself. Like, I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, so, good news for you. There's a, a new Hallmark movie. We wish you a Merry Christmas. I'm so excited. <laughs> Why do they have to have the cheesy names? <laughs> I just don't understand. I mean, Halloween hasn't even got here, but um, they're uh, they're already putting out the the holiday romances all staged at Vermont Inns with ridiculously good-looking couples in crisis. So we wish you a Merry Christmas. Seems to be the new one, the new guilty pleasure. I'll I'll have to text Mark make sure. He's aware of that one. All right, Janet. I have something that instantly made me think of you. Okay. Balenciaga, Fashion House Balenciaga, has released quite a different concept when it comes to personal storage. Personal it's storage? A purse. It's oh, a purse okay. that resembles a Lay's bag of chips. Oh, Lord. And it's been making the rounds over the internet over the last week with perhaps a, uh, a, a very interesting price tag. Would you like to guess? All right. So this is a pocketbook. That, res- that- there. Here's the picture. All right. So it's kind of like a, a really it ugly clutch. Look, it looks it says Lay's Balenciaga and it looks like a Lay's bag with a zipper on top. So it's ugly. Yeah. Uh, but it's a, a I'm assuming that's a name brand because I don't even carry a purse. Yes. So 
I think spending very fancy fifty dollars on a purse is ridiculous. Well, you're nowhere close. Five hundred. <laughs> Still nowhere close. Oh my lord. Eighteen hundred dollars. Eighteen hundred dollars for a Lay's bag. Yes. With a zipper on it. I feel like I could, you know, go to Arts and Crafts and. Uh, make How many that. of these did they make? I am not sure. It was uh it's quite quite a thing. Let's let's see here. It's more of a video. I, I uh, so no thank you. So um but see I don't I don't get expensive purses anyway. So that was what eighteen hundred dollars? <laughs> Which is I guess uh, I guess that's a deal compared to the uh did you see where the GMC Sierra electric Denali sold out a hundred thousand hundred and seven. But that's at least a car. Like that's a car. You but it's a hundred and seven thousand dollars. But these electric cars now, like I know a truck, like a Chevy has an electric truck, and like another point of it is like it can become your generator best too. friend. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it can become a, like it can become your generator too if your power goes out. Like you can plug into the car and mm-hmm. use the car's battery to power your house. Okay. So I mean, I guess that's something i just think it's ridiculous to spend that much on a on a car oh i agree i'm just i'm trying to play a little bit of devil's advocate yeah well i, I suspect i'd if rather buy a hundred thousand dollar car than an eighteen thousand dollar or eighteen hundred dollar purse that looks like a bag of potato chips that's yes. the dumbest thing i've ever heard of here's the sweetest thing i've ever heard of Me. golden retriever. <laughs> a golden retriever has boosted the uh internet serotonin levels with a, a viral video that has uh, gone out of Gordy. Gordy lives in Tampa, Florida, and he gets very excited when the maintenance man shows up. Apparently, the maintenance man is his favorite person. Gordy, who lives uh, in Tampa, walking down the corridor, he hears the man's keys jangle. He runs down to greet his favorite person. His owner has added text to the story and points out that Gordy can barely contain his excitement as he can be seen jumping up at the man until he patiently sits to get his treat. And Gordy is adorable. I don't know why he loves the... Well, he probably loves him so much because he has... Treats? He has treats in his pocket. Being a pet owner was the third most common way to meet people in the neighborhood... The survey found pet owners were 60% more likely than non-pet owners to get to know people in their neighborhoods that they hadn't known before. I know all my neighbors by the names of their dogs. Oh, that's Lucy's mom. <laughs> that's Lucy's dad. That's Dixie's mom or dad. But yeah. aren't your neighbors like turbo spread out a lot? Well, it depends on... It's all relative. I mean, okay. if you if you like living out in the country... They're not that far away. I mean, my closest neighbor is probably, I don't know, 30 feet I met from the, one side of the house. So I that's met not. The person that lives next to me because uh, an apartment got caught on fire. So that's fun. Oh, well, it's more fun to meet them, I guess, because of because of dogs. For positive reasons. Uh, I've got some, some listeners who are going to be, well, they're going to be excited and then they're going to be sad, perhaps. There's good news and bad news. For fans of the iconic McRib, McDonald's has announced the sandwich is returning to menus this month, but it could be your last chance to get it ever. Yeah, no. 
Fast food giant said the McRib will return to menus at participating restaurants on October the 31st. They're calling it their farewell tour. I have a feeling this is going to be the farewell tour like Elton John's farewell tour. He's had like 12 of those or something. I completely agree. Like any true farewell tour, we're hoping this isn't goodbye, but see you later. You never know when or if the McRib is coming back. See, they're already being vague. Do you like a McRib? I've never had a McRib. I think I've had it once. And I, But we've got some listeners. Some of our truck drivers freaking love the McRib. They love it. So, I mean, I'm not judging you. If that's what you like, then you do you, buddy. Uh, they say fans will be able to show their love for the sandwich with a limited edition throwback-inspired merchandise that features the McRib throughout the decades. Oh, no, that's a gift right there that keeps giving. Uh, it's going to be the merch, the McRib merch line, will be, a, be available beginning at 11 a.m. on November the 4th. The sandwich is made with seasoned boneless pork dipped in barbecue sauce, topped with slivered onions and dill pickles, served on a toasted homestyle bun. And it'll be available through November 20th. I know you do love it, Trucker Allen. I know you do. So you'll be able to to get it perhaps for the last time starting the 31st of this month. So there you go. And maybe your wife will pick you up some of the McRib merch line. I don't know of any candy or food that I like so much that, well, maybe Dukes. I would probably wear a Dukes t-shirt. I I might get you a a Dukes Mayo Bowl t-shirt for Christmas then. Well, then I would 100% wear it. And you could wear that to football parties. Because it's a football shirt. I, I could. Yes, I could. Instead of just my Go Sports shirt. How about Aww, that? See, that would be so thoughtful. Of course, you know, my previous host, Mark Lamb, he wore, he had like an entire Reese's, Reese's pajama. Yeah. It was scary looking. I saw it when we were at the beach on vacation. He walked out, looked like a toddler, dressed himself. Anyway, we still love him. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, Life Hack Thursday. Marco going to be joining us tomorrow on the show. That'll be fun. And I hope you have a great middle of the week. Thanks for listening to The Morning Jam on the Virginia Talk Radio Network.